Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now listening to Rob and Rat's World of Wonder podcast. So sit back, relax, and prepare your ears as they take you on a journey of all things weird and wonderful. Ho, 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 ho. Hello. I, ho- I hope you're having a great Christmas day, guys, and you're you're welcome along to the Raw Rap Podcast Christmas Day special. Hello and welcome to the podcast, guys. Yeah, it's Christmas Day. Uh, hopefully Santa's brought you everything that you wanted. Yeah, it's and brought- that you're having a nice time with your friends or your family or wherever you are in the world listening to this and you're having a good Christmas and yeah, just peace and love to the world. Peace and love, peace and love. So that was it for this week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking forward to your big Christmas dinner later on? Or maybe you're somewhere else like Australia and you've already had your dinner and we're... I'd find it weird being in Australia for Christmas. I was, I was there. You were, you were there for Christmas? I was there for Christmas. And we what were, was it like though? Was we were it, down the beach. It didn't feel like Christmas. No, it was 40 something degrees. We were down the beach barbecuing and it was just like it was it's, odd but even yeah. in the build up to Christmas everything you're going around and there's like there's no like it's warm and it's just it's yeah, not the same it's not the same and I was in Thailand for Christmas as well and they're Buddhist they don't even do Christianity but they just do it for the tourists so they kind of gave us like a Christmas dinner but it wasn't really that nice it wasn't really Christmassy yeah yeah I don't know it's an the chicken they gave us the, the turkey it was supposed to be turkey I think it was chicken and even it was it was the inside of a chicken it was like I don't know what it was it wasn't great do you know what it's a nice it's a, I think it's a nice time here for people I, I think everyone even like your brothers and sisters and that I know when I was younger I think everyone is in good form on Christmas day I think you try to be nicer on Christmas day yeah you do, do yeah I mean and one thing I have to like what did uh, what did Santa ever do for Jesus on his birthday <laughs> Or Jesus ever do for Santa? Well, apparently now we'll get into the semantics of oh, it all yeah, because yeah. it's a nice day, but apparently Jesus wasn't even born on Christmas Day. Christmas yeah. Day. It's nothing time. to do with them, really, no. nowadays. No, it's, it's about presents. It's all about presents. It's about your presence in your family. Yeah. Yeah. And love. And love. Uh, so we're going to go to the news now, guys, because uh, that's kind of what we do. Yeah. It's the Christmas special, Rob and Rat's World of Weird, weird, <laughs> weird and Wonderful News. <laughs> I did that again. Here we go. Rob and Rat's Weird and Wonderful News. So, uh, hello and welcome to the news. Welcome to the Christmas Day News. You're going to start us off with some Christmas, some Christmas news. <laughs> it's nothing to do with Christmas. Ah, for God's sake. Okay, it's nothing to do with Christmas, but anyway, it's news. So, a missing man that was declared dead is found <laughs> alive Okay, good. 33 years later. So this is a bizarre story, right? And I, I actually have a video of him being interviewed on the news that we can share, right? So Rick Hazelton disappeared without a trace from his home in Glen Falls, New York. He was finally, eventually declared dead. His childhood friend, Brian P- Pinchon, never gave up on him. Or Brian Pinchon, I can't think of his name. He never gave up hope. But with help from a detective, they managed to locate Rick Hazelton, who was living happily with his wife and children in Oregon for the past 20 years. So Rick got a letter in the mail that said he was being investigated in a missing persons case. And he thought, that's odd. I'm not missing. I'm fine. He said that one day I just left and headed off uh, to do my own thing. I didn't think anyone would care. So he just like left. But so he wasn't really missing. He was only missing to the guy, his friend. No, his friend and family. Oh, and family. family family too. Declared him dead. Okay, right. So he just thought, look, sure, I'll head off. Do my own thing, right? No one. So he headed off to do his own thing. He didn't think anyone cared. Um, He went. He went off. He he rang. Where am I going here? Sorry. Yeah, as he wanted to be a street performer in New York, but when that didn't pan out for him, he went off traveling the world, doing odd jobs and making a living here and there before finally sitting down and starting a family in Oregon. It was after receiving the call from his friend that he decided that he was going to 
go home and reconnect and catch up with family and friends. He said it was like uh, meeting everyone again for the first time. So it's very odd. Like he was gone for years. Yeah. And he never. But his friend never gave up hope. His friend, like, obviously had nothing else going on if he just kept looking for him. But maybe the other guy didn't consider his friend as much of a friend as he thought he did if he was. But wasn't the fact that he said nothing to his family and friends and just took off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's very, like. Uh, and now mad. what? Are they all back together. No, he's for fine. he went back for Thanksgiving there, back yeah. at that, around the time of Thanksgiving, and he spent time with them. He said it was like getting to know everyone again and everyone was older. I'll share the video where you can see him talking, but. But the fact that he told no one and he didn't contact anyone again, he said it was kind of before Facebook and that. Yeah. But I suppose back in 1986 when he took off. Pre-Facebook, and just didn't talk yeah. to anyone. Yeah, well, but it's, it's crazy that he never just <laughs> well, maybe didn't like any of the people. Maybe he just wasn't that close to his family. Yeah, or good luck to you. Yeah, I'll go off and start my own family. Yeah, but Christmas is about family. Christmas, just, don't abandon your family. Don't abandon your family in Christmas Day. Uh, a lot of people fly home for Christmas and they fly in, you know, to get back or whatever. But sometimes Christmas it, delayed flights and stuff like that oh, can be a, a, a bummer and a pain yeah. in the arse on Christmas. Yeah. But especially ones that are caused by well-meaning human beings, right? Okay, uh, a flight out of Shanghai in, Gu- in Guzan, China was delayed for several hours after a superstitious passenger decided to throw a bunch of coins at the plane's engine. Right? This is according to a report. The elderly woman was spotted on the tarmac throwing coins at the plane's engine while preparing to board China Southern Airlines flight CZ380. Thankfully, another passenger spotted the 80-year-old woman and alerted the proper authorities. According to the cops, the woman threw coins in order to pray for good luck. Police detained the woman and 150 passengers were taken off the plane while the ground crew painstakingly retrieved the good luck charms. Eight of the coins actually missed the engine, but one coin was lodged in the, in the plane's engine, which wouldn't have been a good thing. The plane did eventually take off, but it was delayed by more than five hours thanks to the woman's coin tossing. So she thought, like, I'll throw these, you know, she was throwing coins at the thing for good luck, but into the engine of a plane. Yeah, but where the hell did she hear it's good luck to throw coins into the engine of a plane? I don't know. Like a fountain, yeah, a plane engine, no. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. What a mad, mad person. <laughs> uh, speaking of planes, I saw this on the news there not so long ago, that in Dublin Airport, I don't know if you've seen this. No. You know there's often stories of like birds and stuff being sucked into planes' engines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, in Dublin Airport, when you're taking off, there's loads of rabbits and hair, uh, hairs yeah. at the side in the thing, okay. at the grass. But apparently, when the planes go by, huge suction from the back, so hairs have been sucked into the engine of the plane. So people are looking out the window. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're seeing like hares and rabbits jumping around the field. Next thing, like the, the planes go by and they get sucked into the plane's engine. But does engine. it not? Does it not mess up the engine? No. <laughs> but if a coin does, would it not? I think the, the bones coin, or whatever. yeah, metal. I don't know. But they were maybe just worried about it anyway. But it's maybe in the air if something went through. I don't know. Anyway, I wonder is there a video of that online? We can probably find is somewhere. Yeah, something getting sucked into an engine. There probably is. Yeah. And then there's uh, the last story that I have here, and it's uh, it's it's kind of Christmassy because it's got the color red is kind of Christmas. Christmas, right? So there's a woman uh, in Bosnia, Zorica Rubinik, and she has spent most of her life in red and plans to stay that way even after she dies. After four decades dressing in the colour from head to toe, the 67-year-old Bosnian has had tombstones made for herself and her husband, whom she married wearing a red gown. And she made and the, uh, the tombstones are already made and they're made out of a special red granite imported from India. The retired school teacher lives in a red house where she and Zoran eat from red plates, drink from red glasses and sleep in red bedding. Even her hair is dyed red. She said, when I turned 18 or 19, there came a sudden strong urge to wear red. There, there, there must not be a single dot of any other colour in my home, decorations or clothes. Wearing shades like scarlet or any other colours uh, like of red give her the feeling of strength and power. So her obsession with the colour has made her a local celebrity in her hometown of Breeze, which is in northern Bosnia. She said, everybody knows me. As soon as people see me, they offer me different red things. 
<laughs> she, said, she said, admitting that she would reject any gift that was not red, no matter how precious the gift was. She even goes to funerals dressed in red, uh, not wearing the traditional black color. And her husband said, the only problem is that he, does, she, he doesn't notice when she buys something new because everything she has is red. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I wonder, is her house all red? The whole like thing is red. Everything. everything. Have you photographed? I don't know, but there probably uh, is somewhere. If you could find them, it'd be good. Yes, but yeah. the red plates, red cups, everything. She just loves the color red. Dyed yeah. her hair red, got red decking tombstones made up already. That's crazy. And she says she's famous. And she walks down the street and people offer her things. She'll take these. People just get rid of red things in their house. So give it to old... Give it to your one. Give it to old red lady there. Red. <laughs> The lady in red, <laughs> like lady. in uh, Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's a Christmas yellow color red, isn't it? Uh, that was the Christmas news. Christmas. Rob and Rat's weird and wonderful news. So that was the Christmas news. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> I hope you're having a nice Christmas. <laughs> And uh, here I've got one more kind of uh, story, but it's like a good news story. And oh, it's, it's from Christmas Day, and it's an old. It's, it's, it's not news now, but it's not news now. But it was news oh, in, yeah. in um, it doesn't matter. Nineteen fifteen. Old news in nineteen fifteen. So there's a letter written by Lieutenant John. Or da- sorry, there's no John at all. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> <laughs> written by Lieutenant David uh, Williamson, and he's from County Tyrone, and he wrote this letter to his family to tell of an extraordinary truce on the front lines of the World War One on Christmas Day. So there was a sort of truce arranged today, he said in a message, which was Christmas Day, oh, yeah, yeah, between yeah. some of our fellows and the Germans in front of them. Although the regiments to the right and left kept firing sporadically throughout the day, the others went across and they and the Germans exchanged tobacco and talked and sauntered between the two lines of the trenches. Lieutenant Williamson continued, It was the queerest sight in the world to see two lots of men who a few hours before were tr- intent on killing each other and will be again tomorrow. Today they're talking as if they were the greatest friends. They even arranged a football match. And since I started writing this letter, a telephone message has come through to say that the Germans have won by two goals to th- by three goals to two. So it's a nice. I thing. I remember they reenacted <coughs> that story. Yeah. On uh, I saw it on Gogglebox where they were watching the reenactment where actors played out that scene. That yeah, that did happen. Where yeah, they, yeah. They kind of put down weapons and they kind of became friends. But they said it was uh, you know it was very emotional to watch that. When These the guys are. They passed. They put down. They oh, they started to kill each other again. Proceed to kill each other because they're in the trenches, oh, Lord, like, and they're yeah, just. And that was trenches. World War One. It was a tough going, like. Yeah, not yeah. The, the other world. Well, God, it's mad that they thought to themselves, you know what, not today. Let's not do it today. Yeah. Like, so some of them didn't, but actually, a certain area, these guys just stopped and they went over, and the Germans, they were like having fags with them, just chatting. Yeah, you can imagine, like, when you know, after the Germans scored the was it three two three two to the Germans. You yeah. can imagine when the Germans scored the third goal, the English like, oh, you're dead tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get you for that. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So there's <laughs> there was a nice kind of Christmassy story. I know they all wanted to kill each other after that, but for that day, for that day, for the day that's in it, yeah, for the day that's just be nice. So if you've got day. if you've got some neighbours you don't like, call over them today and ask them for a game of football, and then tomorrow murder them. Yeah, and then we'll cover you <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> Well, I hope everyone. Don't do that. I hope you are all having a nice Christmas out there, and if you're listening to us on Christmas Day, you might be listening to us afterwards. Like but if you are listening to Christmas Day, I hope you have a nice one. I always associate as well, like you know, when you when you hear, like I know it's a while, but when you hear the holidays are coming, and you know, Christmas, holidays are coming. Santa, they gave Santa the red suit, really, didn't they? <laughs> Wrong. Oh, wrong! I'll get into that in a few minutes because okay. I have a bit of a. So hopefully Santa came to everyone last night, and you were all very good, and you didn't get pieces of coal and all that, you know. Yeah. You, but a bit of a history of the man behind the story of Father Christmas, right? Go on. Are you ready for it? Yes. So Saint Nicholas was a bishop who lived in the fourth century in a place called Myra in Asia Minor, which is now called Turkey. Okay. He was a very rich businessman because his parents died when he was young and left him a lot of money. 
He was also a very kind man and had a reputation for helping the poor and giving secret gifts to people who needed it. There are several legends about St. Nicholas, although we don't know if any of them are true or all of them are true, but some of them are these ones here, right? So the most famous story about St. Nicholas tells how the custom of hanging up stockings to put presents in first started. And it goes like this. Okay. There was a man who had three daughters. The man was so poor that he didn't have enough money to give for a dowry. So his, mo- so his daughters couldn't get married. A uh, dowry is like a sum of money paid to the bridegroom on the basis of like, you know, oh, they, they exchange. Yeah, yeah. That still goes on in some places today. Anyway, one night, Nicholas secretly dropped a bag of gold down the chimney and into the house. And this meant that the oldest daughter was able to get married. Apparently, the bag fell into a stocking that had been hung by the fire to dry. And this was repeated later for the second daughter. Finally determined to discover the person who had given him the money, the father secretly hid by the fire every evening until he caught Nicholas dropping in a bag of gold. Nicholas begged the man not to tell anyone what he had done because he did not want to bring attention to himself. But soon the news got out and when everyone, when everyone got a gift or a secret gift in the town, it was thought that it may have been from Nicholas. And because of his, uh, because of his kindness, Nicholas was made a saint. And uh, basically he became the saint of sailors. And one story tells of him helping sailors that were caught in a dreadful storm off the coast of Turkey. The storm was raging around them and all the men were terrified that their, sick, their ship would sink beneath the giant waves. They prayed to St. Nicholas to help them. Suddenly he was standing on the deck before them. He ordered the sea to calm and the storm died away and they were able to sail the ship to the port. Now all that is a bit feckin' nuts, but... Uh, <laughs> that's St. Nicholas, yeah. yeah that's St. Nicholas. But this is how St. Nicholas became it's Santa the Claus. the origin, the origin. Yeah. So in the 16th century in Northern Europe... After, like, uh, Reformation, which is like a religious thing where they're trying to give it to the Catholics, the stories and traditions of St. Nicholas became kind of unpopular. But someone had to deliver presents to children at Christmas. So in the UK, particularly in England, he became Father Christmas or Old Man Christmas, a character from stories played during the Middle Ages in the UK and parts of Northern Europe. And he was known as Pierre Noel. In some countries, including parts of Austria and Germany, presents giver became the name Christ Kind, a golden-haired baby with wings who symbolized the newborn baby Jesus. In, the er- in early USA, Chris Kingle, Kindle, which came from Christ Kind, yeah. um, got the name there. And then St. Nicholas became Santa Claus, as we now say Santa Claus. Santa Claus. So in many countries, especially ones in Europe, ce- celebrate St. Nicholas Day on the 6th of December. In the Netherlands and some countries, uh, European countries, children leave clogs or shoes out on the 5th. So St. Nicholas Eve to be filled with presents. They also believe that if they leave some hay and carrots in their shoes for Sinterklaas's horse, they would be less than sweets. So okay. that's kind of how it translated through then to the old, um, like, uh, reindeers. Yeah. So it went from that, like, there was a, a poem that described St. Nicholas with eight reindeer and gave them all the names. They became really well known with the song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, written in 1949. Do you know all the names? Rudolph the Red-Nosed... Uh, Do you know all the names of the... Dancer, Prancer, Donald, Vixen... Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner and Blitzen. And Donald. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Apparently, uh, all the uh, Santa's reindeers, uh, if they, be, they will be girls because only female reindeers keep their antlers throughout the winter. Oh, okay. So there's your female power. The UK Father Christmas and the American Santa Claus became more and more alike over the years and now one of the same. Some people say that Santa lives in the North Pole. In Finland, they say he lives in the north part of the country called Lapland. But everyone agrees that he travels through the sky on a sled pulled by reindeer. So most, pe- most uh, children uh, receive the presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, but in some countries they get the presents, as I said, on the 5th. 
Yeah. So it's just different kind of... Uh, different traditions. Different tra- traditions, really, yeah. Uh, but, like, there was nothing like, you know, last night for kids, when you go to bed on Christmas Eve and the excitement of how will I go to sleep and that he's going to land on our roof and he's going to come down the ding, chimney ding, and just ding, ding, leave presents the there. The Do you know, it's just so, it's yeah. so exciting. It's so magical. And it's just a wonderful thing for kids to believe in. Just the magic of it all. Do you know? Yeah. Really is. It really is. And as you were saying, the whole thing with Coca-Cola, and apparently in 1863, there's a Christmas urban legend that said that Santa's red suit was designed by Coca-Cola. But it's not true. Oh, I thought it was. So long before Coke had been invented, St. Nicholas was wearing uh, Bishop's red robes. And during Victorian times, before that, he wore a range of colours, green, blue, and brown. But red was always the favourite. Yeah. So uh, that's that's a crack with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like... I know what you mean. Uh, for Christmas movies. But Coca-Cola did feature him in an ad. Oh. And that's kind of... They, 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 that's what kind of made him popular. And then uh, they the also trucks. have the, the Christmas, the, the red truck then as well. Oh. And they kind of drive it through the... They drive through the town and everyone's looking at it. must be a good few of them because the they're they everywhere. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, just I love Christmas. I love eating the food. I love sitting at home, just doing nothing for the day, watching Christmas movies. It might be roasting outside, but you still light a fire for some reason. But it wouldn't be roasting outside. I know, but it might be. Yeah, so <laughs> it might be, but it won't be. Yeah. Well, it's you not, get a white Christmas. It's not too bad today. No, it's not too bad. It's mild. It's mild. Uh, in Japan, people traditionally, uh, for some people traditionally eat, eat KFC for Christmas dinner. Oh yeah, we do that. Oh, no, <laughs> the percentage of there's very low percentage of Christians in Japan. It's close to zero. But uh, some close kids, <laughs> you have some kids and grown-ups head to the closest KFC to enjoy some fried chicken. The closest food you can get to kind of like uh, Turkey and Japan, like yeah, it's yeah. the same way of kind of in America. And it was for like expats and people who were living abroad in there. So the KFC brought out the Kentucky Fried Chicken Christmas dinner, and it became so popular that they've kept it on. This happened in 1947, and still now today, a lot of people go to KFC. And it's kind of like a, they do like a Santa box and all that. And yeah, I think when you start something, do you know what I mean? When you make do something every year. Yeah, you, uh, it just it does become the thing you just naturally do every year. Do you know what I mean? That's just it, really. Is do, like, do you pull crackers now when you have dinner today? We do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you have got the crappy jokes. You know the thing with the jokes is like that. Why they're always so bad? Why? Is because they need to be non-offensive, and it's very hard to make. PC. It. Yeah, but you need to make a joke that like no one. How do you like so many people all over the world? Because you got like adults and kids and old people and everything are opening them. So you need to have something. So they're normally just cheesy crap jokes because they, they can't say anything offensive. So they need to offend no one. So they just have to be kind of nice. That's why it's always like rubbish kind of jokes. jokes. Yeah, yeah. That's but so annoying. PC. Everything's gone PC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Armenia. 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 The traditional Christmas Eve meal consists of fried fish, lettuce and spinach. Rank. <laughs> That's a whole country's national dish. Rank. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, many are because they actually feast. Uh, no, sorry, they fast for the week beforehand. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a light meal on the stomach. <laughs> I still don't want to Rank. Eat. Yeah, I won't be going there for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, apparently two weeks before Christmas is one of the two most popular times of the year for couples to break up. This was analysed by Facebook posts and stuff. Really? Yeah. So more couples are likely to end the relationship two weeks before Christmas and two weeks after Valentine's Day. Yeah, probably just to be like, look, I want to enjoy my Christmas. So I'm going to get rid of this one. Today, now being Christmas Day, is the least favourite day for breakups. Because it's probably awkward. Ah, uh, yeah, that would be awkward. I know my, you know, si- <laughs> my sister got engaged. Yeah, Time to the present, we're finished. I think a lot of people propose on Christmas Eve as they well. They do, yeah. yeah. You'll yeah. see Facebook now, it'll be full of people going, I said yes. Yeah, and a picture yeah. of a ring. Yeah, yeah. New yeah. Year's Day is the same thing as well. Yeah, yeah. I said yes. <laughs> I said yes. Christmas. Uh, in Germany, Poland, and the Ukraine, finding a spider or a spider's web in a Christmas tree is believed to be good luck. Oh, a nice one. Yeah, I must have a look. On so don't be home. cleaning your Christmas tree. Let the spiders go on. And according to one legend, a spider wove a blanket for baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
according to another legend, a spider web on the Christmas tree turns silver and gold when the sunlight touched it. And they were able to, I don't know what they said. Oh, what then? Yeah, one way of decorating a Christmas tree with artificial, so some of them put like artificial spiders and, and cobwebs and stuff on the trees. And yeah, they Germany, Poland, did, Ukraine. If you do that, get in contact, because that's mad, really, isn't it? Decorating it's like Halloween the, and Christmas blending in. Decorating into the Christmas tree. That wasn't it originally candles they used to put on Christmas trees. They bring in a tree from outside and put actual candles on I'd it. I'd imagine so, because it would have been for electricity. Yeah. So that's crazy, like, bringing a tree into your house and putting candles and on putting it. Putting candles on it, yeah. But I suppose, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're looking for a fire there, really, yeah, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, well, in the Netherlands, Sinterklaas, as I said, the Dutch version of Santa Claus. Sinterklaas. He doesn't come from the North Pole. He comes from Spain. All right. So obviously, they, that's what they that's what they believe anyway. And that's not the only weird thing about the Dutch Christmas. Sinterklaas has little helpers, but they're not uh, adorable, hardworking elves like uh, the Santa Claus here. They are black-faced boys and girls who can steal your kids if they misbehave and bring them back to Spain. Which is a, it's punishment for them. According okay, jeez. <laughs> so if you miss cave, you'll be taken to you'll Spain. You'll be taken to Spain by these little boys and girls with black faces. I think it's a bit racist and whatever, but... Maybe, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah it's frightening as well. They're scaring the shit out of the kids. Keep them, keep them behaved. Be good or you'll be taken to Spain. Similar then in Iceland, it has 13 Santas and then there's an old lady who kidnaps children. So Christmas in Iceland has a colourful fusion of religion, fairy tales and folklore. Instead of one Santa, the kids are visited by 13 new lads that either reward children for good behaviour or punish them if they were naughty. The holiday period begins 13 days before Christmas and each day one of the 13 new lads comes to houses and fills the shoes that kids leave under their Christmas trees with either sweets or small gifts or if they've been bad, rotting potatoes. Depending on how the particular child has behaved the preceding day. The mother of the, of the new lads is a half-troll, half-beast, horrifying old woman called Groilia and she kidnaps naughty boys and girls and boils them in her cauldron. So it's a, they're just scaring the shit out of kids there, really. Isn't there a, there's a horror Christmas film, that Crumpus. Did you see that? No, advertised? I know there's a, a Nightmare of Christmas as well as another one, isn't oh, there? Oh, that's a very good film, yeah, The Nightmare Before Christmas. But um, Crumpus is a fr- uh, the, frustrated by the constant quarrel between the members of his dysfunctional family. Max loses interest in celebrating Christmas, awakening Crumpus, a demon who will punish the entire family. Yeah, it's a mad Christmas. It's a proper horror one. Christmas the Grinch horror. is another kind of one. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. It's uh, Jim Carrey, isn't it? Yeah. yeah It's quite a good film actually It is good, yeah and, uh, That's the one thing Jim, about Christmas Day now There's loads of good films on today Jim Carrey recently said in the post Defending the Grinch He said the Grinch never hated Christmas He hated people oh, Okay Fair enough though He didn't hate Christmas He hated people He hated, he hated the people, people the He hated the, the Who's The Grinch The Who's or whatever the who's, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't that gone in the Grinch you know? No, but it was just an Alright He so. looked, Apparently He said as well Dressing up as Grinch Putting on that makeup They said it was the he had to get, I think, training for like torture training because it was like being tortured having to sit in that makeup and even to be in the in the. It was a very, very tough thing for him to get into that suit. The hours of the makeup, and then after all of that is done, he still has to go out then and perform, do shoots for hours. You no, know, they, they like to get as much done when he's in the suit. Same as he was in the mask as well. It probably would have been tough. Yeah, going. might have been a bit easier though. Yeah. The, the, Grinch. Ma- the mask is a great film. Do you like great that? Film. Really, great really film. Really, really good. Yeah. It's not a Christmas film though. No, but it might be on. Might be on. Might be on. Have a flick around there and have a look. Mistletoe, uh, right? So that's the kissing thing. And it's, uh, hey, what's that up there? <laughs> yeah, don't look at it. <laughs> the, so hanging uh, mistletoe is an ancient symbol of um, fertility, really. So people used to stand under it to, to get say, pregnant to say they were sexually available. So All basically, right. you kind of like you walk into the room and you say, "I'm up for it." Like bring you'd be, mistletoe. You'd be hanging under the. You go back to you know you go into a house with someone you kind of like and they'd have mistletoe. Up, you just kind of stand under it to let them know that you're like you're in heat or you're up for it. Oh. You know what I mean? How <laughs> yeah. oh, are you getting on? I'm up for it. Hey, I'm but, in heat. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, like, and you all see in the films and stuff that like someone would be standing under it and then someone would just kiss them. Yeah, yeah. Especially like it's some old woman who come over. But like yet again, now it's so you need consent. You can't really be just bringing mistletoe around with you and using that as an excuse to go up and kiss people. Can you not? No. So be careful with that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not yeah consent. <laughs> yeah, consent. Yeah, no, I'm not against consent, but I think it's too PC. Yeah. <laughs> So, as I said about Santa, he's not actually like a medieval legend. He's only kind of appeared like in the in the mid-19th century and it came from like in a newspaper ad. So that's when he was first featured. Really? Yeah, so he's not that like old, 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 old. Although he is that old and he's been around for years. He's not, not as old as... Yeah. Dinosaurs like. Yeah, but because uh, Christmas years ago, obviously it's to do with Jesus and all that crack, right? But it's also used to be an adult form of trick-or-treat with the treat consisting of booze. Okay. And then the threatened tri- the trick was like bodily harm and destruction of property. So like people of the lower classes on Christmas Day used to get like pissed and then they'd like, uh, you know, call around to houses and demand things off the rich people. So, you know, that song, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's actually a threat that comes from. So we wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Year. But it's also so uh, the popular song was originally sung loudly and repeatedly by crowds of rowdy lower class servants demanding booze from their masters or else. So that's where you get. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. Yeah, so that's basically, it was just a song about, um, like, demanding drink off the upper classes. And that's kind of threatened. So we won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. That's what I'm saying. We're not leaving her to give us drink, like. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Yeah. But we actually do genuinely New Year, the Rob Rap Podcast. Well, wish you a very the, happy Christmas. What was the worst present you ever got? Um, you can, don't be afraid to I'm trying people. to think, like. I remember one year my brother, my older brother, bought me uh, The Hobbit, the book, you know, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But I was just so disappointed to open it and have a book. So you know, I liked toys and I liked stuff I could do stuff with. Just when so I you got, got a book, book and you weren't very happy with it? Like. Yeah, he, said, he says even to this day that he always remembers giving me that book and my face just dropped. Like, what is this like? Just because I wasn't into reading it's it. It's a bit disappointing, I suppose, when you get something that you're not really interested in. Like, what I used to do when I was younger, I was a bit... I used to... I remember one year I bought my sister, my older sister, a telescope. Like, she had no interest in it. <laughs> I was just in Tesco, because the chapel was like, oh, telescope's cheap, I'll buy that for... I used to buy them things I'd want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, if you're a kid, you go around town, you, I used to go into, like, you know, those cheap kind of shops. Yeah, and you're yeah. looking, like, you might get 20 quid to go and buy presents. And you buy the cheapest crap you can buy if people see it have a bit of money for yourself. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, I didn't do that. That's no, neither did I, but I'm just saying. That's selfish. <laughs> you get selection boxes and kind of crap ah, like that. Ah, yeah, yeah. There was uh, like... A lot of recycling on Christmas Day, isn't there? Yeah. Like I, uh, not that I got bad gifts, but I, uh, t- tons and tons of like people to buy, especially when you're like a teenager and people don't even know what to buy you. So relations, you just get loads of links. Links, yeah. Like, like as the body, the deodorant sets. You, you have loads, but you have a year supply of them. People think you're a smell. No, do I smell that bad? You get that and socks. Yeah, socks and links and jocks. Yeah, things that you're grand, but like I can buy them myself. I'm kind of looking for stuff that you know what I mean. Yeah, like, different new stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's kind of all the crass I have about Look, Christmas now. I think we're going to go away to our Christmas dinner soon. We're going to let you enjoy your Christmas. Because what time do you normally have Christmas dinner in your house? We have it around four or five. Yeah, we have it in the evening as well. Evening. Some people have like fairly early, earlier, one o'clock yeah. and stuff. I prefer having it in the evening. Yeah, because it takes yeah, I like a while to get really to cook, to, get to cook it and all that. Generally, when we get up on Christmas morning now, like obviously, I don't have kids now and stuff. But like when I was younger, but you know, yeah, but I know of kids. But even still. My sister's got her nephews and stuff, and they'll be around. You know, it's yeah. nice to have the bit of a child thing in the house, child thing, in the house. <laughs> kids in the house for Christmas and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you get up in the morning, the kids are opening the presents, 
And generally we'll have a glass of champagne or something like that and yeah, a, yeah. a few sausage rolls or something like that. Yeah, uh, but sh- I like to be hungry for the dinner. Yeah, then. yeah, you just take a couple of nibbles. You know, you get those like, there's, there's lovely things now, like you get those platters, you know, you get the little prawns or you oh, get, yeah. there's lovely little kind of like Joe's lovely and it only comes out at this from your sausage meat. Do you ever eat that? Like a stuffing. No, no, sausage, what it is, is like, I never knew about this as well until I started going out with Sheena. Uh, it's like, you know the way black pudding is? Yeah, I've seen it. It's like that, but it's sausage meat. Yeah, but do you not use that to make stuffing? Sausage yeah, stuffing. But you, you fry it. You can fry oh, that directly. Cut it and fry it, and it's gorgeous. Right. I've never. I've, I've had sausage stuffing before. I'm telling something. you, if you get that sausage, I'll meat, check it out. Yeah. Fry it and eat it. Lovely. So you know, Christmas, I like you get turkey. You see, you say you don't really eat the turkey. No, we don't eat the turkey eat anymore. The but I, yeah. I like the turkey. So you get turkey and ham and spiced beef. And some people have goose, don't they? Yeah. And there's a thing you can Sprouts. get. The thing you can get. It's like three birds in one. So it's it's a turkey with a chicken up its arse, and then a, a duck up the chicken's arse. <laughs> Is that three in one? Three in one bird. Yeah, there's serious? a name for it. I don't know what it is, but there's something. Anyway, it's three birds in one, and then they hot like they stick it in the oven for hours. <laughs> That's my. But like, what a way to what a way. Like, bad enough that you're a bird and you're raised in a farm, and then you get slaughtered. But then when you're dead, they shove another animal up your arse, and then another. What's that? Um, the human centipede sort yeah. of thing. That's really a bit That's like, weird. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but there is a name for it. That's weird, but I'll tell you what it tastes like later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like a Brussels sprouts aren't something I'm really that fond no, of. No, I don't like Brussels sprouts at all. I never get them. No. A veg, I go for carrots. Uh, uh, potatoes. I like kind of mashed potatoes and then I'll have roast potatoes and then I might have some of those baby potatoes. Mash and roast potatoes. Oh yeah, a lot. I, just I have, have I eat like a pig. Yeah, but I just have roast potatoes. No, you get there'll be a bit of mash on the table as well, I'll have a bit of that. Look, I just have and to And I say, get a turkey leg as well. We're it, we're nearly in the new year. And we're I, almost there. I just want to thank our listeners. Oh, for thanks be, very much. Yeah. For being Cheers. with us up until this point, we're it's, we're going into the new era of the Raw Rap. Oh, podcast. we're gonna we're going taking off big style hey, in the new year. We lads. are we are taking off. But that, look, thanks for being with us up until Christmas. I hope you had a lovely Christmas Eve. We hope you have a lovely Christmas Day. Just go be with your family, watch crappy movies, have a beer, have a, have some chocolate, open that tin of roses, do whatever you want. Pig and out today. Look, enjoy your Christmas, and we will we'll talk to you in the new year. We'll catch up with you New Year's Day. We'll be talking maybe about you know just ways to. Gonna have like uh, sort yourself out for the new year. Yeah, and have a new maybe mindset on things. There you go. Well, anyway, yeah. So thanks very much for listening to us all year, guys. Uh, fair play to you. And uh, thanks. We'll, we'll the, be back. Rob, two lads from the west of Ireland, County Mayo, out to you yeah. guys. Thanks. The Rob Rap Podcast was born in 2019, and now we're going into 2020. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, guys. Have a great day. Bye bye. You have been listening to the Rob Rat Podcast. Be sure to check out our social media for updates on the next episode. And if you liked what you heard, then let us know by hitting the subscribe button, sending us a message, and telling a friend, because that's how the podcast grows. Thanks for listening.